Welcome to the 16th episode of Hashtag Wolves. I'm your host, Noah, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Will, in the Wolves Den. How are we doing? Well, not so hot, considering the West let us down last night in a big, big way. And now it's on our Timberwolves to take care of business. So, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on kind of where we're at? I think we could couple that with also needing to take responsibility for our own own actions. A little parenting lesson for (laughs) your advice. Appreciate it. So, yeah, like, I don't think we really made the most of the two games, but I do feel good about one-on-one against these two teams. I felt like uh, to, you know, jump ahead, give like a, a, a B kind of week. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. So, but yes, the Western Conference by no means helped us out. Yeah, like, is it unrealistic to expect one of the top three teams to win when it's in the Wolves' favor? Who knows, but now, hey, fate's in our own hand. Reverse tanking, maybe? Are the teams out of form? All this stuff that we could cover in this episode. Um, (laughs) But what we do know is that Wolves have a couple games to get it together, and we'll be breaking down the last couple games that they played since we last potted. So that's Thursday at the Nuggets and Friday at the Lakers, a little road away series. And then breaking down just basically the rest of the season in a segment. No, I kind of want to float to you. Wait, wait, which game is a must win? So yeah, (laughs) but I think the the bare bones is two and oh good. One and one, very, very confusing. Oh, and two, probably don't deserve to make the playoffs. One one and one probably, but confusing. And yeah, and 0-2 also a slimmer chance. But like at that point, you don't really deserve to, you know, whine about how we should have slid in there as the 8th seed. Yeah, good point. So I was trying to simplify it for the fans, and thank you for adding that that depth and that. You guys can't see the look on Noah's face that he just gave me. Uh, We'll (laughs) cut that, so don't worry about it. So to jump right in to Thursday's game at the Nuggets, we took a 100-96 loss on the road. It was a late one. So NBA TV really pushing my sleep schedule on this one, but it's it's like Wolves playoff time, baby. No Jimmy in this one, but D Rose and Teague were back. So to have like our floor general back and someone who started to play some solid minutes off the bench was kind of exciting. But the Wolves just didn't really bring it defensively, which is kind of we've kind of come to expect, but then didn't have the offensive punch to like knock out Denver. Yeah, and 96 with the Wolves and how we've been playing defense doesn't really, it, it doesn't get the job done in this game. Yeah, definitely. So some, I mean, some of the guys that played well, Towns brought it with 26 and 13. Taj played unreal. I thought he had a good week, even extending back to some of the previous games we covered. He had 17 and 14, but then Teague had kind of an inconsistent 15, didn't play really well down the stretch, and Wiggins was like nowhere to be found with nine. And then Denver balances that with six guys in double figures. Murray killing us with 22, what you said, three of six from three. Yep. And Jokic with a near triple-double, 16, 14, and nine. They they looked pretty just crisp throughout. Yeah. I didn't feel great. It was was a fun game to watch because we did hang in there the whole game, but at no point was I giving the Wolves a 60% chance to win at mm-hmm. any point in the game. Mm-hmm. And I, some people, too, I want to talk about Jokic for a second. I have a lot of respect for his game, but I think he's been kind of pedestalized as, like, it's great to be, like, the most underrated player in the league. It's like a backup quarterback thing where, like, everybody appreciates that someone's underappreciated seems kind of contradictory to me. So I always want Towns to, like give him the business and he yeah he sort of struggled early but then it's like oh wait he had nine assists too like 16 isn't a lot of scoring but he can do a lot of stuff out there 
So impressive game from him. Yeah, I, I think he started this season. So I, I get what you're saying because it could be a little confusing. The, right. You know, being so uh, underrated that you're well known. Is it better to be like the best underrated player or like the MVP? Because ev- so everyone he was given yeah. the media sentiment and just how ESPN and others would talk about him. But now he's sixth in VORP, and so he's he's tied with Towns in it. So mm-hmm. I, I and I think he's gotten the respect in that category when you're you know, in between Giannis and Towns mm-hmm. on the like the board for that. So I think he has now gotten the respect that he deserves, but I get what you're saying. So he emerges that. So it's nice to see Towns kind of give it to him. And I think it's his uniqueness that makes people get super high on him. Yeah, like I I like his game, but I always just laugh at like the most underrated thing. Like if someone throws out an Instagram post, like oh, this is the this most is underrated the most player in the you're league giving and them. a million people like it. It's like, okay, well, they're no longer the most <laughs> underrated player in the league. Let's yep. move on to the next guy. So ultimately, I chalk up the loss to like inconsistent scoring, which you see kind of from Wiggins, uh, Teague not making some clutch plays down the stretch, and Towns foul calls part of this too. Towns fouls out late, and you want to talk a little bit about whether he gets calls and kind of what his responsibility is yeah, for that. Yeah, it's the type of thing that you sort of miss when you're not able to catch a full game or you're listening on the radio. Just when you see him after, what, you know, only get six fouls and he complains, probably like four or five of those. Yeah. Pretty intensely to the ref. And so I talked with a few others that I was watching with if they think that leads to Towns sort of getting treated a certain way by the refs, and I... I do think that's the case. I think he gets perceived as being soft, and it, it he definitely comes off that way to the refs. So I, I think they sort of beat up on him a little bit, as opposed to Ataj, who will definitely like kind of run back and like the, the classic. Let's say I go for a layup and I don't get a call, mm-hmm. and I kind of just say something to the ref like, "Hey, he got me" or something, or probably a little more aggressive than oh, that. Yeah, that's fine. But when he sort of like they call a timeout and he goes and t- spends 15, 20 seconds of that timeout sort of yelling at the ref, like what do you expect's gonna happen? Like what do you what do you get out of that? So I think there's just something there with his emotions getting the best of him, and I think that's one of the bigger differences between a guy like Butler and Towns. Mm-hmm. And Towns will probably be the first to tell you that he knows he's not helping his case, but in the heat of the moment, a lot of these things happen. I I definitely agree. He doesn't help his case, and I think he's. Like, he's kind of a full-on whiner to me. I hated seeing Kevin Love evolve into that, and it's just sort of painful to see him run down the floor and be looking at the ref. Mm-hmm. And you couple that with, like, down the stretch, I don't think he always recognizes when he has... Like, he knows when he has five fouls, but he doesn't always play conservative. And I know it's really challenging to defend without fouling, but sometimes it's like, Towns, the one thing we cannot have is you out of this game. So yeah. I, mean, I hold him to a pretty high standard on that regard. I, I think he's been a great teammate and has a great personality and like obviously doesn't get into like any trouble or anything like right. that. But your attitude on the court sort of goes a long way, especially when there's a veteran missing. Mm-hmm. So I think it probably gives... I mean, Teague probably isn't going to say anything to Towns, right? And yep. it probably gives Wiggins and other guys an excuse to be a little more loose with that. So I don't, I don't think we play as, as tight when... Um, when Butler's not there, and it's, but he, I mean, he was there that game, but oh, actually, he didn't play that game. No, he didn't. No, did, yeah, Butler yeah. did not play in that game. He was put active, right? And yeah, he, he, he was like listed game. as doubtful. It must be why Towns likes video games so much because there's no referees. It's just a program, <laughs> and it's like you know what? I didn't. You should take up golf or chess. It's true. Towns just needs to be in a more objective sport. Yeah, and that's why he's, he's always killing it. That's why Tim Duncan did swimming until, like, 12th grade. That and that hurricane that knocked out his pool. So, <laughs> a little bit of NBA history for you there. So, you mentioned Butler did not play Thursday. 
but makes his big return on Friday, and that translates directly to a win, Noah? Honestly, pretty much. Yeah. Because I looked at some other things revolve around the game. Basically, all the hype is around Jimmy. Like, Reddit, I couldn't even get to, like, the 20th comment without it being, like, my, da- my dad is back. <laughs> Butler! <laughs> that's, that's really all Sorry, I Sorry, that saw. was my comment on there with seven, <laughs> with 23 U's. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot of deep dive analysis, but they did sort of hit the nail on the head that, like, Butler came back and it seemed to be the catalyst to win the game. Yep. I think he probably still would have won because we won by 17, but I don't know. Maybe there's some games where he has a 17-point impact in them. Mm. I don't know if this one was one of them. But it did truly feel like a a must-win game after the Nuggets lost and going to the playoffs and all these complex and tight scenarios. So while the Lakers are a bad team, if you look look at like odds around the game, this wasn't an easy pickup. Just playing any team at home while the Wolves have a pretty crappy record on the road there's not a must-win game for us, at least for the... There's not a easy-win game for us on the road, I should say. Yeah. I haven't experienced that with the Wolves. Especially I mean, on a back-to-back. Back. Like the Magic and the Hawks, and yep. it's back-to-back. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe they got acclimated to, to Denver and then came back to the coast. And, and it's like, wow, this is so easy. Gassed you know, up, yeah. And so, the Lakers are a plucky team, too. Like, they've, they're, they've definitely got talent, and they're not, like, an elite team in the West, but it's not like they're rolling out guys that say the Brooklyn Nets are, who the Wolves lost to on the road, but... Yeah, so no road game should really be taken for granted in this case, and the Lakers, we pulled it out 113-96, to like I said before, so 14-point win, stuck it to them, but uh, yeah, it was just, it was Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy all online, yeah. and that's all I could really <laughs> write about, I guess, but winning on a back-to-back on the road for the Wolves, or just for any NBA team, that's a tough thing to do. So I think it could have gone very differently still without Jimmy. So it's happy. I was happy to see that we were able to pull that out. And Jimmy had 18, went 7 for 10, and Teague had 25. I think the biggest thing, too, is that all five starters were in double figures. So it just felt like Jimmy came back, but it also felt like the team had like their old, maybe some old cohesion back as well. Mm-hmm. So everything just seemed to sort of flip a lever, and it was sort of Timberwolves Reddit's dream. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I think when you said like, all five starters and double figures, what I think back on. So I think, like, the five-game winning streak, all we could talk about is just how balanced... When when the Timberwolves starters score with good balance, they're a really, really good offensive team, and then, like, that's just going to be their main strength. So balanced scoring is, like, a great indicator. Oh, Jimmy's back, and, like, the Wolves can be at their at their best form, basically, their starters playing well. Same with 62 to 44 in the paint. I don't know our season paint numbers and how we match up usually, but... I think it's pretty good. Just off, off my, you know, off my whim. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I think that it, it just shows that we got good shots, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least more shots in the paint to get 62 points in the paint. You gotta... Get some shots you, you in the paint. You gotta take 31 <laughs> shots. Yeah. So I think that means that we probably looked for better shots and I mean Jimmy is definitely an, an assist leader on the team so he obviously is going to facilitate something like that where another discussion I had during the Nuggets game was that it felt like Teague and others just sort of they either dribble until there's five, 10 seconds left in the shot clock and then pass it off to someone who is like oh no Frenetic, I, I, yeah like Jamal takes that and is like oh this is my strong suit <laughs> which with since targets in the shot clock it's a good He's a good person to have, right? Yeah. You don't want to lean on that. You know, yeah. Th- those plays are going to come naturally where you're in a pinch because you pass the ball around seven times, but nothing came about. Mm-hmm. So with Jimmy back, it, it feels like there's more of a facilitated offense. Yeah. So I, I think that was all that led to just this 
renewed cohesion that I saw. Mm-hmm. And like you have another primary ball handler when Jimmy's back. Teague sometimes when he gets too much run, I see that like him dribbling the air out of the ball. And that's why some people love tie slots. You see the offense is just different. It just flows more and it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's better, but it Ty I definitely like you're, you're see past that. the ball and like this is like a backdoor cut like Coach yeah. Carter style. Like yeah. you know, they, it's uh, like that J V player should be on varsity just because he plays so well. You know, and it's like yeah. that's basically people translating Ty should be starting. But I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna get into that and there hasn't been a lot of talk of that. So but I definitely get what you're saying about Jimmy being back and the whole vibe it puts basically on the city with the Wolves fan base. The, the headline around it's so perfectly canned. Yeah. Well, with two games left, let's say we go 2 and all the last two games and then pick up a six seed or something and play a third seed team and at least go deep with the playoffs and Jimmy. Like, he'll, he'll, everyone will just, I feel like, forget yeah. that he was ever gone and sort of the renewed faith in the Wolves will be back. The only thing that could be better is if he came, like, back last week over Easter and people, people just <laughs> lose their minds. Like, he's back to save us for the playoff run, so... Just, just a thought. You didn't want to be a meme. No, didn't want to be a meme on that one. My dad has risen. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that slaps together a one and one stretch for your Timberwolves with two games remaining. Noah, your your thoughts? I want to double back my B a little bit. I'm feeling, I'm feeling B minus, like or C plus. Uh, so downgrading just a little bit. Yeah, I mean it was it was a close game against the Nuggets, and we beat the Lakers pretty pretty handedly. But yeah. I mean, with Butler back, I think the Lakers is kind of a game that you're supposed to win, and then it would have been nice to to eke out against the Nuggets, I guess. Like, yeah. We had the ability to beat the Nuggets. So I, I guess I feel good about it, especially with Butler's return mixed in there. So like, I have hope for the future, and I felt like the recent past was fine. Yeah, I guess I, I would say let's rewind the tape, and like if you look at the 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 four games that we had when or when we were looking at these two games it's like okay you can kind of package the back and back the back to back together and the monday wednesday game together i would have been happy with like one and one and then two and all oh, which like little preview that's kind of my expectation for the coming week so i'm happy with the one and one because back to backs are hard and i didn't expect the wolves to close out four and all oh without having like a fully healthy jimmy and the team just doesn't seem to quite be gelling right now and i think a lot of that has to do with the butler injury still like lagging yeah so yeah those are, those are definitely good points and i think if we do go two and out it'll it'll wrap the end of the season up nicely and we'll yeah. probably forget about like a, on a three-game winning streak yeah that's, that's a good way to go into the playoffs but what i am worried about the most is even if we get something like a six seed it translates obviously to us being on the road for the majority of our playoff games and that's just so apples and oranges with how we play Probably mm-hmm. more than most teams in the NBA. And I so I, I think that really hurts our chances for a successful playoff series. Because I do think if we get, like, the sixth seed, that we're, like, we're an equal team, I guess. A mm-hmm. pretty equal team. Mm-hmm. Obviously not by record, but... Um, we still have a with, really with good Butler, team. With, yeah. with Butler back, I feel like we're a third or fourth seed caliber team, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and There's absolutely. a lot of that sentiment on Reddit, like, oh my gosh, Butler's back. What could have been, all this stuff. But, I don't know, that seems kind of like a waste of time to... Yeah, I mean you can wish in that. you can wish in that stuff and do a what if, but like, like you gotta the Warriors take the can do a what down. if on like the, the three injuries, like the Celtics. So and I, oh, I thought you I, were don't gonna think, s- I don't think we have the biggest what if case. Is what I'm no, saying. I no, I don't think so. So yeah, it's like let's you know let's not dwell on it too much because this is the team we got. Like let's roll it out and play, boys. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, would you rather have, like, the Kevin Love era? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's a very good point. N- nice uh, perspective to slap in there. But I say, like, let's let's dive into it, Noah. The end of the season, we have two games left. A lot is mixing together to kind of determine the Wolves' fate. Tiebreakers are in the mix, strength of schedule. Some teams in the West are playing each other. So I'm just going to hand it off to you to kind of <laughs> decipher all of that. Ready, go. Oh, I'm glad. But yeah, like you said, so it really does come down to... There's a lot of sort of high hopes, statistics-wise, for the Wolves, with a 7% chance to have the 4 seed, 25% chance for the 5 and 6 seeds, and then about 20 and 15 for the 7 and 8. A lot mm-hmm. of rounding there, so somebody check my math and get back to me. But there's... <laughs> What, there's a 50, about like a 60% chance that would be a six seed or higher. So uh, new, or t- six, just a six seed, sorry. Six what seed you, or better. Or better. Six, five, four, yeah. Wow. I was not paying attention when you broke this down to me earlier. That's big news. <laughs> yeah, so when you phrase it like that, it makes... What do you, wow, what do you know? <laughs> I'm genuinely sorry, <laughs> no. Learning that's something big, for his own Yeah, that's like a... I kind of dropped the ball on that one. So. <laughs> so I think a lot of that really does lean on San Antonio and other teams above us having really tough games, and they're also playing each other. San Antonio plays New Orleans, so obviously one of those teams will go one and one in their next two games or worse. Mm-hmm. So, and then it also leans on the Wolves picking up wins against the Grizzlies, which is a very reasonable thing. Yeah, and then the Nuggets, but at home, mm-hmm. which is also another reasonable thing. So two and zero is probably sort of like a flip a, flip the coin situation, right? Yeah. Like 50% chance that we go 2-0 and or worse in your mind? Yeah. That's where I would probably put it at. Well, and I think the Wolves have the capability to go 2-0, and so that should be the goal. And I don't, I wouldn't want to be like the week 17 team in the NFL where it's like these 19 teams need to lose for us to get the seed we want. Like, let's just take care of business against Memphis and Denver and call it good. Yep. And then to be clear, 2-0 automatically gets us into the playoffs. So I guess yeah. a lot of this is in our own hands. So I think when it, if it comes to it, if we're the ninth seed or worse, no, we can only get ninth, then it's really just on us. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think you can count on some of the top teams, as was evidenced last night, where like the top three teams in the West won. So it's like, again, take care, take care of business yourself. You got two Do you think there's games. any theory around... Like Houston and Golden State, sort of. I think they've locked number one and two. Oh, and resting, absolutely. I would think why put the pedal to the metal. No, do you think they like? Do you think there's even some subconscious, even if they are putting their best foot forward and they're like actually believing themselves to like go with the game? I think there's something to be said that once you have the one seed, you have a little. Oh, I think I would say that they would be on. I they would be on cruise control. I can't say definitively, but it's it's a possibility. Why? Why push yourself so hard the last couple games? So I think there are a little more coin flips. Yeah, so I guess to recap, I just feel that, well, it's the fact that the highest possible seed is six, and either New Orleans or San Antonio has to lose a game because they play each other. Yeah. So, facts. And we do have a high, pretty decent chance of climbing up the ladder, 60% to have a four, five, or six seed. You didn't believe me, but that's fine. <laughs> and... So the top teams are resting. So yeah, like I said, there's a little little more variance in there. But in the end, if we go two and zero, I think a lot of things will fall into place for us, and we'll be guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. If we go zero and two or one and one, then we're just sort of leaving it up to chance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's not a scenario I want to live with. I'm so def- what's your prediction? I am definitely predicting two and zero. I'll throw in, I guess, 
if we were to go one and one, I'd say we probably beat Memphis and lose to Denver. And that creates a lot of issues with our tiebreaker with Denver because we're pretty close. That would put us at two and two for the season and we're close in the division. So I think the sabermetrics there is that we have an over 50% chance to make it, but I don't think we're going to do any sort of like jumping six, five seed. Yeah, exactly. Movement with that record. Yeah. But again, two and all prediction rock solid. Where does that put us? I mean, that would put us at what? 46 wins for the year, which is pretty close to the, a lot of the predictions and, and starting so out the season, right? And think at the end of the year that with Butler, presumably playing a full season in these predictions, 50 games seemed pretty crazy, right? Yeah. To win. So to, in their minds, drop four without Butler for a significant period of the year, I would say I'm happy with... We did sign D. Rose, though, former MVP. Ooh. So that that was not known before Wins the above season. replacement, I think, sort of just makes up for Butler's loss, right? Yeah, right. Just plug and play that man right in right there. <laughs> so would you agree 2-0 and on the week? That'd be my prediction, but at like a 55% level. Just cre- just creeping over that forward threshold that yeah. is also important for the Timberwolves. <laughs> so, I mean, buckle up. This is this is the time. Strap in, folks. Yeah, Next episode, we'll have a, a big, big announcement and a, and a playoff preview. Yeah, or what we like to do over the summer while not watching the Wolves fans so or Wolves games. I honestly just realized that's a possibility. Yeah, but until then, how? How?